I thank you, Lord, for each person, those who are here this morning. We commit our life and our time together in your loving hands. With thanksgiving and praises in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have been studying the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. Uh, let me just quickly review what we did so far. So those who are here, they may catch or get on the board. So here we are, what we began. Bible is the word of God. It is not man's word, it is God's word. That's why our authority is the Bible. Bible is, behold, I bring life eternal. B-I-B-L-E. That's the word for me. And the Bible, according to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, man moved by the Holy Spirit of God and spoke from God. There were 40 different writers, the authors who penned this book. There are 66 books and it is in Hebrew, Aramic and Greek. And the Old Testament consists of 39 books. And so with New Testament 27. The first five books of the Bible is called Pentateuch, or that was penned by Moses. And then we have a historical book that called 12 books of the Bible from Joshua to Esther. 12 books is the historical books. And then we have a poetry which calls poetry from Esther to uh, Song of Solomon. And then we have the major prophets from, Dan from Isaiah to Daniel. Um, and then five books. And then we have ma minor prophets from Hosea to Malachi that are 12 books. And the New Testament consists of 27 books. And uh, the first five books is the history books. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the fifth book is the church history. And then we have epistles, 21 epistles, Roman to Philemon. And then we have general letters from Hebrews to Jude. And then we have a prophetic book called Revelation. So these are the 39 plus 27, altogether 66 books. I forgot, the other day I gave the assignment. And if you have done it, I'm glad. If you are not, I would encourage you to do that. That is... Memorize 66 books of the Bible. Anybody did it? Except Pastor Marty. Anybody did it? I would like to encourage you. Free, please do that. It would be wonderful. Because, you know, one day I was in the wedding and I was on the platform, pulpit, and the pastor asked, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. And the groom was searching, searching, searching till the pastor finished the scripture. That means he did not know where the book of Ephesians was. Embarrassing, isn't it? So I just want to encourage you that it is good. Oh, sorry. It is good to memorize 66 books of the Bible. And we, we saw that, that uh, oh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 is the base the scripture is God breathe. God breathe. 
and it is given to us and the, we saw then the next time we saw that god revealed himself through natural revelation heaven declares the glory of god and then we saw that is a special revelation and in the special revelation we consider the types of revelation like the god revealed to abraham god revealed to isaac god revealed to jacob and then we have the dreams and the visions and we have seen the joseph's dream and then also we have seen the jacob's ladder going up and down and uh, and then we have a daniel's vision you know my friends the book of daniel is a very very important in the last days you know we are living in because the 70 weeks of the daniel all everybody is talking about if you go on a youtube 70 weeks of daniel all the time so i i, I want to encourage you to learn 70 weeks of the daniel because the book of daniel is absolutely wonderful and wonderful book and then we have a miracles and signs we saw that so god revealed through him through miracle a flood uh, uh, genesis chapter 6 and 7 noah's ark and then god revealed himself through moses through burning bush you remember that and then we have a uh, a plagues in egypt and then uh, the red sea was ascender remember the red sea ascender and uh, god used the remote control first time in the history and then we have apocrypha that we do not accept the apocrypha there is a 14 books of the new uh, in the in the bible which roman catholic added later on and the question is why we are not adding in a canon of the bible why we do not have a 14 books and why they have a 14 books extra well it is inconsistent with the theology of the new testament period it's a non negotiable fact in the bible you cannot negotiate with god you cannot sit on the table and set god should be sitting front and say god let's make negotiation let's make a deal because we are living in a culture people want this oh god what do you think yeah. you know my friends god never asked my opinion yeah. or he never asked your opinion what he should be doing the church is not walmart that people can think about what people would like so we can keep it so people keep coming the business go on bible is not like that god has given us thus says the lord whether you accept or not bible doesn't change Bible doesn't change. So we have apocrypha in the Roman Catholic Bible and last time I mentioned that in book of Tobit and uh, chapter 4 was 8 and 10 8, 8 9 and 10 and chapter 12 and verse 9 and also Maccabees chapter 12 verse 43 to 46 all these references talk about this is what they say one can atone for the dead person one can atone if my father is dead and i'm not sure about his salvation i can atone for him so that is not the bible that is not the bible atonement is done deal atonement is done deal you cannot alter nor you can change either whether you accept or you reject that doesn't change god's plan so that what we did uh, last time but one of the important facts in the pentateuch was passover lamb you remember passover lamb they're very important when 10 plagues were performed by god almighty that 
Egyptians would know that there is a God. I love it. There is a God and he will gain all the glory. Even he hardened the heart of Pharaoh ultimately for the glory of God. So here we have the Lord commanded Moses to take the lamb and slain the evening time and split the blood, sprinkle the blood at the doorpost and the death of the angel would pass away and people will be spared. It was the foreshadow of what is coming up in the future. And when John the Baptist saw Jesus Christ coming towards him in John chapter 1 verse 29 and John chapter 1 verse 36, John said, Behold the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. My friends, praise God that God has provided that lamb with Moses asked people to spring, uh, slain and sprinkle the blood on the doorpost. Well, before we get into further our study, let me ask you a personal question. Are you under the new covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ? Are you? Or you just believe because you grew up in Christian family? Or you were baptized? Or you were doing this and this and then thought that you are under the covenant, the new covenant of blood, but the forgiveness of sin is no more, no more repentance and no more assurance. If anyone is like that, make sure that before you leave the sanctuary, you have that belief and, and understanding uh, of the uh, Lamb of God. Last Lord's Day, I promised you, I promised you that we'll hand, hand over to you some of the uh, 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 papers. And uh, yesterday, uh, Caleb was gracious enough to do for me. And so Pastor Marty will... Uh, this is very, very, as I told you, and you keep the file, and every time I will hand, uh, I give you a handout, keep in the file for your further study. That will help you, okay? Before you get the paper, I would like to ask a question. If anyone has a question, anyone, you can either write it down and give it to me prior, or you can come and talk to me personally. I will be more than happy to explain to you because sometimes I go very fast, so you might not catch. I want you to enjoy. I want you to understand. I want you to know everything. There is no excuse for not understanding. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So you have first Old Testament Bible survey. Very important thing. And that you keep that. So the 4000 BC is creation. 2300 was flood. 2000 BC, Abraham. 1860 BC, Isaac. And then Jacob. And then Joseph. And then we have an Exodus timeline. is 1446 BC. Then we have a one thousand 
basically all the kings, Saul, David, and Solomon. For your information, there are 120 years of the United Kingdom. Saul became a king and he reigned for 40 years. Then came David, who reigned 40 years, and then his son Solomon. So divided uh, in, uh, United Kingdom of 120 years, and then came Southern Kingdom and Northern Kingdom, that is called Divided Kingdom. Southern Kingdom called Judah, Northern Kingdom called Samaria. And you know the story how it happened. And then it is Divided Kingdom in 900 BC, and then the Assyrian destroyed Israel, um, 700 BC and 600, 606 is the Babylonian captivity uh, for 70 years and 536 BC Jews returned to Jerusalem and from there to 490 years exactly timeline was Jesus Christ was crucified on that day. So it's very important figure of facts in the scripture. And then we have a sections of the Old Testament, 17 historical books, five poetical wisdom books and 17 is uh, prophetic books. Well, then turn around the page. The key points and the events to highlight when surveying the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke are called synoptic gospel. And you know synoptic means seeing together. So they cover the following key events. Synoptic gospel, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All three gospels called synoptic gospel, and all three gospels uh, uh, writes about the birth of Jesus Christ. Matthew and Luke only writes about the birth of Jesus Christ, for your information. Birth of Jesus Christ. And then we have a John the Baptist ministry in Matthew and also in Luke. And John covers that later on. And then we have a Christ temptation, which is Matthew 4 and Luke 4. And then we have a closing the choosing of the 12 disciples, you'll find all three synoptic gospels. Then the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and then we have an Oliver Discourse. Then Christ's Miracle. And then the Christ's Parables. Lazarus raised from the dead. And the Christ's arrest, trial, and crucifixion and all. So the Gospel of John has a very unique way. The Gospel of John talks about the seven signs. Seven signs in the new uh, in the Gospel of John. Anybody remembers one sign in John's Gospel? One sign. There are seven signs. Seven signs or seven miracles. Water made right, right. That's, that's John chapter four, John chapter two, and then we have the healing of the nobleman's son in chapter four. And then chapter 5, we have a healing of the lame man. Chapter 6, we have the feeding of the 5,000. And then walking on the water. Then we have a chapter 9, the, the, the blind man who was born blind. The disciples came and asked Jesus Christ, who, who sinned? Remember? And Jesus said, the work of God be manifested. He, he, isn't it wonderful? You know, people, uh, in the book of Job, you see all kinds of accusations against Job. Job, you are, you, you are not good. Your, your sin has brought this, all these things. But people did not know. So with uh, disciples came and asked, who sinned? You know, many times the sickness come, and immediately we go back to the memory and say, where did I go wrong? Where did I go? Why? Why? Why me? And I always ask the question, why not you? 
If God is a sovereign God, remember my friends, God of the Bible is a sovereign God. That, that means he is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-seeing God. And nothing comes outside of his will. He orchestrates and he is behind everything for his glory and for my good. I may not understand. I don't have to understand. What I need to do, I obey. I obey. I, know, I don't question. Let me tell you, I tell all the time. If God chooses me to take me heaven through cancer, praise be to God. Would I question God? No. No. I accept, Lord, thank you that you have chosen me to go through this. When he allowed me to go through this, his grace is always deposited on my account, so I have to cash it every day rather than complaining to God. Amen. That's a beautiful, we have a wonderful God. If God of the Bible is a living God, let us live like he is living in me. Seven miracles, and then walking in the water, healing, and the blind man, and the raising of the Lazarus. There are the seven signs. And then there are seven great I am. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> I am the living bread, John chapter 6. I'm the light of the world, John chapter 8. I'm the true door, John chapter 10. I am the great shepherd, John chapter 10. I'm the resurrection and life, John chapter 11. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, John chapter 14. And then I am the true wine, John chapter 15. There are seven I am's in the gospel of John. Then the book of Acts gives us the transition from Judaism to the church of Christ. You know, my friends, the book of Acts is a wonderful book. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, well, in those days, they were different Salvation Army than what we have today. William Booth, the history says, every day he would read chap one chapter in the book of Acts and he would weep. He would weep. All he would cry to God Almighty, do it again. Oh Lord, do it again. And the historian says the book of Acts was always torn in William Booth's Bible. Because every day he would weep, do it again, do it again, do it again. Where is that passion today? Where is that passion today? Today we have, give it me, Lord, give it me, Lord, give it me, Lord. Why? Everything we are going to leave behind, isn't it? I'm not going to carry anything. I'm not going to carry anything. What I'm going to leave behind, my character, my legacy of faith, where my, people, my children will look up and say, thank you, Lord, for my father. Thank you, Lord, for my mother. That's the legacy I would like to leave behind. What about you? What about you? You know, somebody gave me this, and I like to read uh, If you want to write down, write down this. This is very good. What I spent, I lost. What I spent, I lost. What I saved, I left. 
What I give, I have. Let me say it again. It's beautiful. What I spent, I lost it. What I saved, I left it. But what I gave for the Lord's work, I have. Because after I'm gone, it will speak. You know, Christ is in the Bible. (laughs) It's such a silly question. Christ is in the Bible. By the way, this evening I'm going to preach the superiority of Christ. If you can make it, I'm I'm assuring you that you, you will be blessed. The superiority of Christ. And there are seven beautiful testimonies God gave about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 and 3. Seven testimonies from God. And I'm going to speak only one because I cannot cover everything. So, for your information. So, Christ is seen in all the scriptures. Uh, In Luke's gospel chapter 24 and 27, please turn with me. Luke's 24, 27. How to finish quickly so we can start how to study the Bible next Sunday. Twenty-four, twenty-seven. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all thi- all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Wow! Thank you. From Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, nothing about apocrypha. He explained. He expounded. That was the first expounded. He, the expositor message Jesus started to give. And that's what we follow the pastors. We follow Christ, right? And then in chapter John chapter 5, verse 29, 39. What does scriptures talk about Jesus? John's gospel, chapter 5, verse 39, please. Isn't it wonderful? Thank you. The scripture testifies about Christ. So the Christ is from Genesis to Revelation. Christ, Christ, Christ is in the scripture. Christ is promised through the blessings of Abraham's line. Remember, God called Abraham and he said, In thy seed... What is the says next verse? All the families of the earth shall be blessed. In thy seed, S capital, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ is pictured in the Passover as he was to be true Passover lamb. Right? 
And then Christ's crucifixion was predicted in Psalm number 22. And Isaiah, the whole suffering servant. Christ is. And Christ's birth was also predicted. Oh, Bethlehem, Aphatra, right? Oh, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, you find that. And then we have a Christ future kingdom, dominion and glory, were predicted by Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. Wow, what a... I, I, I urge you, read Daniel. And the, Daniel is the textbook for the last time. Daniel, book of Daniel, is the textbook for the believers in the last days. <clears throat> How do we know the Bible is inspired of God? Anyone? How do we know? If somebody neighbor comes and you are holding the Bible... And he said, the Bible is the word of God. And he asked the question, why do you think Bible is inspired of God? How would you answer? How would you answer? How do we answer? We answer not what we think about the Bible, but what Bible speaks about Bible. The scripture claims to be the word of God. Scripture claims to be the word of God and the sovereign God in preserving his revealed word. God has preserved his book. Amen. Do you know up to 1947, there were debate that there were three Isaiahs. 1 to 39, 1 to 27, 27 to 39, 39 to 66. There were three Isaiah who wrote this book. But then, thank God for the Dead Sea Scroll. That when it was found, then it was found, the book of Isaiah, the whole scroll of 66 books. Who preserved that book? God. God. God preserved his book. God preserved his book. God sovereignly, sovereignly does that for his own glory. And a very important fact of canonizing of the Bible, that when we discuss the nature of the Bible, God is in control of all things. Isaiah 46 verse 10 is a wonderful verse to be memorized, friends. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Turn with me, please. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Isaiah 46, 10. You can. Amen. Thank you. My counsel, thus said the Lord, stand forever. And my counsel stands forever. For why? For my pleasure. For my pleasure. There are several reasons for the 66 books, my friend. The testimony of God, the Holy Spirit, to the authority of his own word. Own word. 
the prophetic authorship, First Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. You know, let me ask you this question. Believers, you and I, cannot prove, cannot prove to unbelievers that the Bible is God's word. Why not? There were no faith, okay? That's one way to look. Thank you. Why would, why, be, why unbelievers cannot, it's okay, why, why the, believe, the believers cannot prove the unbelievers that the Bible is God's word? You know, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit of God. And you know, from heaven, God has a panorama view and he took the picture of man. And what did he find? Do you know what God found? Romans chapter 3, turn with me please. Romans chapter 3. And verse 10 through 18, somebody can read loudly. This is God's panorama view of men. Go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, James. Go ahead. Verse 10 to 18. Chapter 3, verse 10 through 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jim. Do you see this is, I call God's panorama view of men. No wonder they don't understand. Because they seek them, they seek for their own. They don't seek for God. Because, you know, they're spiritually dead. Spiritually dead, you know, we call, if there is a dead person, if you read the Bible, what good it is. What good it is. So, Christian believers, you and I, would never make unbelievers understand unless the Spirit of God quickens his deadness and he responds to the voice. Spiritually, everybody like Lazarus. Unless God calls his name, then only he will come out from his grave cloth. My good works will not wake me up from my deadness. That's what people do. That's what people do, but they never, never do that unless Holy Spirit. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, we are all spiritually dead. 
Romans chapter 5, he said, we all gone astray. Paul says, we are hopeless, we are powerless, we are uh, hostile, we are enemy of God. God demonstrated his love. While we were yet sinner, Christ died for me. Christ, you know, we were all once upon a time like that, my friends. Remember that. Remember, we were dead. Spiritually dead. Blessed Holy Spirit quickened our deadness and brought us on our knees. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 7 says, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. That exactly was done to us. Thank you for adding that word. But that also is a gift of God. Faith is also a gift of God. We don't have faith. <laughs> we are dead. We don't people. Dead people have no faith. Unless God gives. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7 says. The faith also gift from God. That believe, faith is, you know, when, when God quickens the deadness, then we respond in belief or faith. And then the, begins, the journey begins. You know, without faith it is impossible. Please, God. And whoever comes must believe God is. Oh, beloved friends, if you only know two words and you hang on, God is. Everything will be easy. God is. Not God was. Or God will be. God is. God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is my rock of salvation. God is my banner of love. God is my Jehovah Jireh. God is my shield. My strength, my hope, everything, God is. If you know only God, God is. <coughs> everything fall apart. God is. No matter what comes in your life, if you hang on to these two words, you will, God will see you through. Because you believe he is. He is. He is. He is. Wonderful. We have a great God. Great God. If you know who great God, he allows everything in my life. You know, there are many draws in my life I cannot see unless he hits me hard. I say, God, thank you. And then you question, why me, Lord? You know, when you say, why me? You're putting your hand on God's face as a back off. Back off. Why? I can handle myself. Never do that. When God brings anything in your life, go on your knees and say, Lord, what is your purpose? Show me. Help me to obey. You know, and when doing that, your children are watching how you handle. And they, when they grow up, and when you are not there, they will be on their knees thanking God for you, leaving that legacy for them to follow. 
what a lesson we can leave behind. Bible is God's word. And some of the reasons to find the Bible is believable. The ordinary man wrote the scripture. In fact, John, Peter, and Matthew, the tax collector, despised person. God did not use the philosophers of the day, but rather the common man. You know, my friends, God uses ordinary man to make extraordinary, extraordinary work for his glory. If you only know that you are the clay and he is the potter. Don't think that you can become potter and make God clay and order what you want him to do. I always say, don't make God your servant. Please, do not make God your servant and demand what the servant should do for you. That's a dangerous thing. Rather than, Lord, you are the potter. Have thine own way. Have thine own way. Because his way, what is higher than mine? His thoughts are higher than mine. Should I question? No. So, secondly, the Bible is also internally consistent. You know, Bible is a very consistent book. It's not inconsistent. The Bible was written over 1,600 years and 40 different authors and the three different languages, and I already mentioned that. And there is no inconsistency in the scripture. No inconsistency in the scripture. You know, there were people, they, they wrote a book about that. Uh, one uh, editor, one uh, very renowned person wanted to find the fault in the Bible. He was a journalist. So from the journalist perspective, not the fake news, but the right news. So, so he tried to, uh, to do uh, for his own personal, and he wanted to prove the Bible is wrong. So his, uh, his glasses were so powerful, so he was looking into finding the fault. What I can find, what I can find. At the end of the searching, he became a believer. And he told, Bible is the only book in the world. There is, I, I forgot the name. I have a book by that person who wrote that book. But he challenged Bible. But eventually he humbled himself to accept authority of the Bible. Authority of the Bible. Bible is a historical accurate, giving credible evidence for creation, fossils, records, and all. You know, the creation, uh, Pastor Marty, I, uh, last time I mentioned that maybe Jackie is here or not, but if he can order the uh, days of praise, days of praise from Creation Research Institute from Texas, it's a free devotional book, and they, every month they have acts, uh, uh, facts of acts, it's wonderful for Christian, uh, for the students, those who are growing up. And all the latest uh, information they give. So please, uh, uh, we, can, uh, we can ask them to send us the 25 or 40 or 50 copies. And I, I, uh, I guarantee you, you will never be regretting after devo having devotion from the days of praise. I do every day. 
Since many, many years I'm doing days of praise. Even you can go online and look at that. That is always there, days of praise, creation institute, and then you will find that uh, 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 Google search and you will see the days of praise. And every day there is a devotion. And I tell you, your children will be blessed, you will be blessed. Because they are, the, they, are the, they are the finest doctors in the world, Christian doctors. And they, they are proving every day that creation is the seven days creation and all this is wonderful, wonderful. So that, that will be wonderful. So there are various prophecy concerning the Messiah and that confirm that is believable. You know, we all know that the birthplace of Jesus Christ was mentioned, right? Before he was born in Micah chapter 5, Micah chapter 5 and Luke chapter 4, 5, 6, and 7. Christ would be born on a virgin, you know. And that, that was Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Uh, then we have a Christ's triumphal entry where, where we Zechariah chapter, chapter 9 verse 9. Before Jesus Christ was born 400 years ago, that, that Zechariah wrote 700 years ago, sorry. So each uh, Old Testament facts are confirmed in the New Testament. So it's a consistency of the Bible. Consistency of the Bible. So you will never go wrong. You will never go wrong in uh, reading the Bible and your faith would be increased more and more as you dig out and study. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful book of the Bible. And, uh, you know, we have here, we have, I, I remember Pastor Marty every year, he, he hand out to you how to read the Bible in a one year. And I hope you are following that, friends. Read Bible. Before you have a coffee, read Bible before you read coffee, drink coffee. Read or write on a refrigerator. No coffee, no Bible reading. I follow that principle. I follow that principle. And I never regret it. I never, ever regret it. That is the textbook for the believers. It's the owner's manual for the believers that you can know God. You know why we have so much weak Christianity in America? Have you ever thought about And my heart grace for that. Why we have a weak Christianity? Because people do not know how to handle the Bible. They come on Sunday and pastor open the Bible, you open the Bible, and many times it is closed for the rest of the six days. Make a systematic plan. Maybe next time I will have questions. When you read the Bible, seven questions you ask. And bring a notebook from Walmart. And write down the answer. And you will be on your own theology. You will create your own theology regarding the Bible. And you will understand it will be phenomenal. You will understand more the Bible than you ever before. Practice that. I will have seven questions next Sunday, God willing, and hand out to you. So when you read the text, whether chapter or paragraph, these are the seven questions you ask. And verse by verse you answer. 
and write down in your notebook. Take time. And I guarantee you, I did it. Now I don't need to read the seven questions because it's everything here. So it's wonderful. And but I urge you to do that. And, and you will be like you are sitting in a seminary and learning by yourself. And you will grow spiritually. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Well, that's it. Next Lord's Day, I would like to consider how to know the Bible. There are five fingers, and each finger says something. Hang on, stay tuned, buckle up for next Sunday.